Welcome back to the, I think this is actually the sixth episode of Comics Talk. Is it five or six? I'm, I'm so bad at this, Chris. I've, I've been getting my show wrong every every episode. <laughs> the number has been the worst. Um, I can try to read our Patreon page. I don't know how to do it, though. It's um, Let's see here. Published. Uh, we did, uh, this is episode five. Oh, episode number five of yes. Comics Talk. Coming at you. This is our Patreon exclusive show, so... Thank you to all of our Patreons, Absolutely. our patrons on Patreon. Uh, we picked up another one this month. Uh, welcome to Herman. Thank you very much. And yes. I hope you enjoy uh, some of this exclusive content. We got two episodes of Comics Talk a month, and we have a comic, Cosmic Treadmill After Dark, also coming later this month. Mm-hmm. So for this one, we're going to talk about what, Chris? Well, we're kind of um, kind of doing a little dosy do because last time we did... Uh... Uh, we did a, an episode on obsessive obsessive collecting, right. um, and uh, you know the gotta get them all mentality, and it kind of dovetails into what we're going to discuss today. We're going to be discussing uh, two concepts: the concept of writing uh, decompressed, and also decompressing to fill a trade. To fill a trade. So. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, a wonky thing, and, uh, and and if you ask certain comics companies, it doesn't even exist. I know. All I in our minds. I, I, can't, I can't believe when they say that. That's the same thing when, like, the uh, Department of Traffic says there's no quota on parking tickets. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no quota on traffic tickets. The, the last week of the month is a little bit more t- ticket-heavy. Suddenly, everyone is just parking crazy the last week of the month. I don't know what happened. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> working overtime, so uh, yeah, uh, th- this is definitely yeah, this is like a continuation of last episode, and I think this one more focuses on what the publishers do to get absolutely to stimulate yes. that yes. collector's gland. But uh, anyway, we could uh, jump right in. We'll jump right into a little bit of history here. Uh, in the long ago, stories generally didn't continue past a single issue. You know, you'd have certain aspects of a of a given character; those might continue, like maybe a change in a costume or relationship. Maybe a power, even though that would be contradictory. Sometimes I can go back and the forth. Same yeah. issue. <laughs> uh, but at the end of each issue, um, at the end of most chapters, you know, the day was won, the threat was neutralized, and we could go on to the next thing. Yeah, episodic, you know. Yeah. Um, now, DC Comics would reference events in earlier issues during the 50s and 60s, but they would also contradict these events to suit the story. So there really wasn't a solid attempt at maintaining a, a fluid continuity. Right. And, and you know, obviously this is because the people are picking them up off the newsstand. You don't know if you're going to get the guy, to, the same kid will come back next month. You don't, you know what I mean? Sure. You don't know what issue you're going to get. So every issue had to stand completely and totally on its own. Because, oh, I mean, the newsstand, you could be you could be buying Superman number 100 one, one week, and then the next week buy Superman number 96. Yeah, really. You really, just never know. It really <laughs> could be like that. Or, like, yeah, you, or you could buy, you know, Superman 96 and be like, oh, God, I can't wait to get 97. Yeah, well, that came out five years ago, kid, you know? And <laughs> the, 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 now the new issue is 130, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, like, it, there was just no real way. We've talked about uh, how people later would go back, kind of backfill their issues and, 
going into the 60s, you start to see some collectors that are needling their newsstand guys to, you know, get more specific with their orders. Like, make sure you get Justice League or whatever. But uh, pretty much it was just catch as catch can. So uh, continuity really, we've talked about this, we'll go over it again in the in the in this episode, but we talked about it in the last one. And we talk about it every time we ever talk about continuity began with the Marvel Age under uh, the editorial guidance of Stan Lee. And, of course, that all kicked off with Fantastic Four number 1, November 1962, cover date by Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, This is when it became important to have every issue sequentially because these stories would compound into future, uh, you know, events and stuff like that. Although at this point, Chris, right, it was still pretty linear, right? There There wasn't, there was a little bit of, like, you get a little, you know, who is this man lurking in the shadows? Find out next issue, you know, that kind of thing. But sure. uh, it was really later they would start to see these crazy stories. But I guess we'll get into that. Um, at this time already, going into the, as by the late 60s, Marvel counted on its Marvel zombies, which we talked about uh, in the last episode of Comics Talk, to buy every issue under their masthead, like when Roy Thomas concluded his Doctor Strange crossover in Doctor Strange 183, that was November 1969 cover date, Submariner number 22, that was a February 1970 cover date, and The Incredible Hulk number 126 with an April 1970 cover date, which led to the launch of The Defenders number one, August 1972 cover date. So he basically finished a story in three different comics uh, over and, four years, three years. Over, over, yeah, over, it's it's a quick see November through April, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, over several months, you know. And uh, this we talked about that defenders number one, cosmic treble number thirty two in our archives. Yes, uh, but in these newsstand days, each issue was written to be read by itself, if necessary. It wasn't until the advent of the direct market that the stories really became connected. Uh, really, you have the uh, three-issue series Contest of Champions from Marvel, that's uh, June through August 1982 cover dates. That might be the first instance of this, uh, where you'd have to get a continuing story, you have to get all the parts to get the story. Yeah. Um, but after the explosive sales of the 12-issue maxi-series, uh, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars, May 1984 through April 1985, and then on the other side of the street, DC did Crisis on Infinite Earths from April 1985 to March 86 cover dates, comics publishers saw the writing on the wall. Oh, it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. we could sell that many comics? <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, because, I mean, you're you're... You're gonna if you go for one and you like it, you're gonna come back. You know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not a matter of even you know liking it starts to slip away, but that's still that's still <laughs> a factor here. You're right, and it's like, yeah, you got him for the first two, you got him for twelve. You yeah, know what I mean? And you you are in like Flynn, so uh, it was just too too sweet. I think a plum. Uh, and of course the uh, successes of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons Watchmen. That also provided a new, very lucrative market known as the trade collection. Mm, so uh, yes. this is something. This is, let me just get on my soapbox real quickly. There is a difference between a trade collection and a graphic novel. Although often your local comic shop won't differentiate, and that's fine. Yeah, it really is just you know nomenclature. Not a big deal. I've I've definitely my comic shop, for example, has sales where they'll be like, you know, buy two graphic novels, get one free. They mean anything. Everything. Yeah, they mean anything yeah. that's not stapled saddled, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all they mean. So a graphic novel is a singular bound book, an OGN, they sometimes called, produced to whatever is the length of that book. The story, ta- you know, is written to 128 pages or whatever the length, 300, 320 pages, whatever it is. A trade collection is a bound book consisting of material that's already published, 
as single issues most normally. Uh, financially, this is much more of a layup for the publisher, obviously, and this is a way, uh, especially nowadays, it's become a way a lot of people collect comics. You can put them on your bookshelf instead of having to get the boxes and what else. So that's the diff. There is a difference, and and we don't make this mistake in our show, Chris. Either we don't we we, no. we don't make the we don't interchange them. No, but I, I always thought that graphic novels were the thing that the cool people read uh-huh, that, that were right. ashamed to say they read comic books. <laughs> yes, graphic uh, novels are. It's it's like the tomato is a uh, vegetable in the kitchen and a fruit outside. A, a, gra- a graphic novel. It's a it's a graphic novel in the bookstore. It's a comic book on the street. That's how it works. There so, you are. <laughs> that's all. If you, if you want to make it easy, actually, I'd say call them all comics. They're all comics. That's all they are. That's fine. Yep. You know what I mean? If, uh, however you want to do it. Now, the problem in the past for comics publishers is that they sold a comic to a newsstand, took their returns, and that was all they got from the issue. You know, they might reprint the story later in some, maybe like a seasonal 80, 100-page giant or right. a dollar comic for DC or in like a Tales of Mar- Marvel Tales they over there at too. Marvel. Or even sometimes uh, when a book was running late, they might just slap, slap a reprint slip in it right in there, because who'd know? Who'd know? Uh, no. But the bulk of the money earned on that issue would happen Right out the gate, the first printing. Uh, But a trade collection in a bookstore can be something we call evergreen, which is they sell over multiple printings just like a – quote, normal book, you right. know, uh, it's something that uh, it can be read anytime and still be as impactful. Um, in the past, only comics retailers and collectors drove interest in the stories contained in back issues. However, now the publishers could also drive this interest. Yeah, and that, that, that I think is the massive change. And, and what we're really talking about here is a change to the storytelling. Uh, there's definitely a huge change to the marketing and the publishing plan, but the part that that bothers uh, Chris and myself as much as it does is how it has changed the way the stories are told. Uh, going into the 1990s, the marketing departments of those big two requested more decompressed stories in order to maximize their sales. There were successive X-Men events uh, and dead or near-dead heroes driven by marketing, who also compounded profits by producing variant covers, selling the same book multiple times, essentially. Uh, that is the dream. This is like they were, yep. I mean, they must have been thought they were living in Narnia. Like, what is happening? We are print, we are selling the same book eight times, and it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, they never thought this would happen. And we talked about this a little bit, remember, when we, we did uh, that episode about the Clone Saga, that Spider-Man yes. issue, and mm-hmm. how they kept telling them to just drag it out, keep dragging it out, yep. with, you know. We're Editorial to, and marketing were butting heads just, over that one. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Marketing wanted to wanted to keep going, keep going. They wanted it to like be the you know for Spider-Man what the X-Men stuff was doing. Uh, yep. There was also something with um, Nightfall and Zero Hour. How Nightfall was supposed to be drawn out, then they had to like crunch it at the end to accommodate yeah. a different event. And this this is where this is what's happening. This is no longer stories seamlessly flowing one into another. This is uh, driven by marketing. Yeah, because it's uh, a lot of the complaints coming out of the uh, speculator era and into the 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 real reader era again was that uh, the shift in going from writers telling stories to editors being mandated from above to mandate onto the writers. Right. That's kind of that kind of became the way comics were were done, and it was a, a pretty big bugbear for a lot of uh, a lot of creators. We had uh, uh, creators leave uh, titles like the X Men, the, the the top books in the market at the time. Yeah. Uh, Steve Siegel and Joe Kelly walked off because 
it was uh, everything was editorially mandated. It was basically the editor writing it, and the writers scripting it, and then the editors changing the script if they needed to. And this is so, before Disney too. This is this is oh, I, this is yeah, this, this is way is before a so, decade before Disney. I mean, yeah. now, now it's uh, oh, forget they got to get everything signed off or triplicate. You know, it's some of it, some of that is though. It's different people's styles, but sure. I, I think I think you uh, you know as far as the way creators work and the way editors work. But I think you're absolutely right. It, there, there was a big change from like uh, coaching a story along to rewriting yeah. a story completely and just expanding it and needlessly slipping in issues of like literally of a character walking. Sure. Stuff like that. Uh, and you know, sure. this is this is not this is not organic uh, creativity. But anyway, no, it's not. Too it's, much it's very, it's very. Uh, it's it's like they they made a mold and you have to fill the mold instead yes. of. Very much making like the mold happen. The formula, yeah. right? Exactly. For sure. Now, at the same time, uh, more and more material was being made into trade collections. Uh, initially, DC was quicker to pick up on this trend. You'd see uh, collections of, like Night Nightfall. You'd right. see collections of Nightfall pop up. You'd uh, the death of Superman would pop up, mm. and, and they began doing like kind of like seasonal DVDs of television shows. Like you'd have, you know, four volumes of the first thirty issues of Nightwing. You know, right. it, it was starting to become more of a we're just going to collect whatever it's that it doesn't have to be a dark knight returns or a death in the family or, or a big event be, right they would just sure. you're right yeah they would just start collecting various things you know runs. I mean, popular yeah. runs and it was working for them yeah absolutely and then uh marvel followed suit in a big way and uh, actually uh, you know took the crown uh oh yeah marvel is a lot quicker about putting things out in trade um and they're putting Nearly every. I, I'm not sure there's a thing they're putting out that doesn't uh, see life, see second life as a trade. You know, I heard just to point. cut in. I, I heard years ago. I don't know how true this is, but it sounds. I want it to be true that mm. uh, re- comics retailers asked Marvel and DC to to uh, hold out on their trade collections for. You know, I believe it for yeah. two years, just so they could try to sell some back issues. And mm-hmm. uh, DC did it. And in fact, until recently, if you remember, DC used to be real long with their trade. Like, you don't really yeah. pay close attention to it, but it used to be like the hardback would come out two years after the last you know issue in it, and then a year and a half you'd get the paperback you'd stuff get like the that. Trade, yeah. So, but Marvel comes right away, and Image does the same thing. All, all, everyone else pretty much does right away. Uh, but basically, yeah, Marvel was like, nah, we don't care. It was like, that what you want? Nope. <laughs> we'll do whatever yeah, the hell uh, we want. <laughs> I remember there was a Ultimate Daredevil. It was Ultimate Daredevil and Electra. It was a four or three or four issue miniseries. And on the day the last issue hit the shelves, yeah. the trade hit the shelves. It, 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 so, it just makes sense for them. You know, yeah, because the movie was one of the. It was either the Electra movie or the Daredevil movie was coming out, and uh, yeah, the, the day the last issue hit, the, the trade was sitting there right next to it on the show. Very, I very mean, strange. It just puts more eyeballs on it, but it it must sure. animalize the uh, trade. The oh yeah, gotta figure. Except for the zombies, they they sure them. sure. <laughs> now today, all comics produced are released eventually in trade collections, which has uh, given way to writing for the trade. Uh, which is to say every story arc is five or six issues, uh, whether the story warrants it or not, and usually it doesn't, uh, to make a quote-unquote complete trade collection. And, uh, you know, everyone loses, but yeah. uh, 
<laughs> it's like we're all crazy because you know this is like we said earlier. This there's no such thing as writing for the oh trade. Oh my god, we're all just imagining that all these yes. arcs all need to be six issues long. You know what I mean? Even and, though and every fourth issue needs to be a recap of the previous three. Yeah, so it's so organic that that every time you need to save the world, you don't need one MacGuffin. You need to get three <laughs> every time. Why do you need every three? Every time the old three strikes you're out law, folks. It applies universally. <laughs> It really, it, and I, I gotta say, this is something Chris and I, and really, really, I think more. Chris has just heard me scream at, scream into the <laughs> microphone about. I think this more than variant covers, more than you know any of the other gimmicks, more than a success of events. This is the worst thing to uh, comic because it makes single issues useless. It, it makes does. it may it, it really it, does. I routinely go pick up a single issue, read it, and I'd be like. I'm the biggest chump in the world. Why am I reading this sliver of a story when I know that the real, the thing that they care about, the thing that they're putting any effort into is coming in like four months, you know, three months. Like, yep. And, and I, I would tell anyone nowadays, definitely for DC and Marvel, if you're interested, just wait for the trade or, or with yep. Marvel, just get the app. And just sure. wait out. You know, wait, just... wait until the wait until the thing, the, what the embargo ends. Yeah, the six month thing. That's the way, that's the way to do it because... Uh, buying buying an issue, reading it, and then having to wait a month for not just like the cliffhanger to be resolved, but to find out who the characters are. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what we're talking about. Uh, and I mean, you're putting you're putting a five dollar bill on the counter, and you're getting change back for that. Yeah, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's you know that that they charge so much for just such little story. Uh, I used to. You know, one of the things I love of so much about Silver Age stories, besides their campiness, is a lot of them are jam-packed, boy. They have no... Oh, yeah. You're not, there's not a lot of panels of people standing around chatting in those old stories. As, <laughs> even while they're chatting, they're usually wrestling a dolphin or something like that, you know? And it isn't one line of chat with a talking head over and over and over no, again. No, no it'll, it'll be Robin doing a flip and uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he's that's what he's saying. You know, you look groovy, wonder chick, or something like that. <laughs> So uh, it, it makes me think, and I'm sure you know this this thing too, Chris, that John Byrne says about, um, he, he names a scene in a comic book. He says, uh, two people are talking while somebody uh, steals into a house, takes a television and exit, and they don't notice that the house has been robbed. <laughs> how, many, how many panels is that? And people would say whatever, and he says that's one panel. A panel. Yeah. yeah. People talking oh. in the foreground while somebody sneaks out in silhouette in the background. That tells you everything you need. That the entire tale told in one panel. You'd need you'd need three issues of a Marvel comic to tell that That's, right now. I, that well, actually, we talked about uh, the new Avengers, right? And Ben. Oh yes, we did. Ben just doing that Ultimate Spider-Man. Like I thought, I thought that eight-page story needed a seven. Issue expansion. No, it didn't. One of the no, greatest things about that origin is it's so tight, and it is. and yeah. you can you know you don't need to you know he's like he's like we just care about Uncle Ben because they tell us care about Uncle Ben. No, you don't. You see them have their moment in the morning. You see that he like really looks up to Uncle Ben. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we revisit Uncle Ben so many times during the ori- the original run. It, com- where it you... comes back around. Yeah, like he yeah, becomes, well, constantly. He's almost too much. Uh, I would I would agree with that. But I mean I mean. <laughs> We, I, I never at any point was like, well, I guess Uncle Ben's okay. You know, I was like, oh, well, that was the, <laughs> that was the impetus, obviously, for, you know, Peter becoming Spider-Man. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I shouldn't talk because I have not read, nor do I have any great plans to read Ultimate Spider-Man more out of time constraints than anything else. But uh, 
It just only takes about be, five minutes. It's well, you were saying it was a nice breezy read, and I could, I, I do have the app, so I could go back and read it. But uh, you know, um, and I, and I, I don't think that you had like you hate it, but it, I do think. No, that no, I liked it a lot actually. It's just, it's a little, it's, it's a little snooty to be like, oh, this this origin needs seven issues. No, it doesn't, dude. It, no, really, it really doesn't. doesn't. No one's really origin doesn't. needs seven. You know, I got to talk about another thing too, Chris. Since we since mm-hmm. we are on our uh, off the cuff comics talk here, remember Certainly. that. Um, Justice League, you not united. Was it united? Do you remember this? This was in the, the one with uh, Star Girl and uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes, Mar- no, no. Uh, yes, it was, and there were there was Jeff Lemire. Like the Legion it. showed up. And, yes, uh, it, it just it and went Robot crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what had happened? And Adam Man was in it. Green Arrow was in yes, it. And and yes. the, I remember when they when they first they were going to like it. reality jump. It was like post convergence and stuff. That that was that was what it, it ended up being. Actually, no, it actually started before convergence. Then it went on after, and it got. And it was going to be Jeff that. Parker took it over. It became a whole thing but uh remember it was going to be justice league canada at first yes and they were going to introduce this new canadian superhero whose name i do not remember and i could not remember if under you know torture to be honest with you but this was (laughs) going to be a huge thing you know the first uh first nations character in dc and whatever i guess since uh, Manitou Dawn or whatever. I don't. Know. I don't really know the full thing. Manitou Raven kind of. Uh, so it, yeah. they went on, went on, and the, eventually the name changed to Justice League. I'm almost it was United, right? That's what it, it was, was United. Yeah, but there was it. It actually there was a variant cover that was that Justice was League the first Canada. one was a Justice League Canada and, uh, variant. Yeah, and the the D in United has the maple leaf in it. That's right. I, they they were based in Canada. Like that was the thing. They were up in the fro- the frozen it, snowy the, north. <laughs> the edition was revealed to be Maya Bin Martin, a there you sixteen go. year old Cree teen from Moose Factory with the code name Equinox. Equinox. So so here's the thing, all right? I'm 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 all in on this, a lot of this these sure. things. I lo- I love Animal Man. I like Green Arrow. I like the way Jeff Lemire wrote them. I'm a big I like a lot of the stuff in it. And I was like, "All right, cool, new character. I'm into that." I'm sure you don't remember. I'm not sure if you read this or if you got around to it. It takes 6 issues to introduce the character, and yes. on the on the end of the 6th issue, she Uses her power, whatever it is. I, I don't even know what it is today. Her powers I, stem from the earth and change with the seasons. I have no <laughs> idea what happened. It was like six issues, and now it's like I, I thought this was going to be like you got the touch, you know, like the Transformers yeah. thing. I, I I couldn't tell you if my life depended on me. I was like, what happened? And then like for the rest of the series, I I, I think she like was in the back filing her nails. Like you know, Jeff, Jeff Lemire just took a new direction. Uh, obviously, he wanted to write the Legion, so he like did a whole six issue arc that was basically the Legion. Because the first arc didn't the first arc end with Convergence starting, so the book went like on a two or three month hiatus. After that, I could. This is actually what I remember. I remember it had two arcs, mm-hmm. and then it yeah, went it on a hiatus, in, and then it came April back. April two thousand fourteen. So yeah, it might have been. Two, yeah, it looks like it was two arcs before Convergence, and then it came back and had a final. And the second arc was Jeff around. Lemire just obviously just like, well, let me get this last chance to buy all my, to use a lot of my favorite characters before I go to Marvel, because that's what happened after that. <laughs> uh, and then Jeff Parker picked it up, and he was like, let me just write this crazy six-issue arc about the the war. But again, the problem with it, the main problem was it was a six-issue arc, and it was like the yeah. slow rollout of all of DC's war characters. I mean, let me tell you. An issue of all of DC's war characters appearing in the present or something, and I don't know, driving the war wheel down 
uh, Rodeo Drive, something, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be yeah. a fun time. Yeah, the tank out there, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, uh, or, you know, yeah, like Johnny Reb dealing with modern this and that, but uh, six issues, like, come on, dude, like, give me a break. And it's, much. It's, yeah. it's killing the narrative. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, if we are, if everything has to be collected in a trade, and I've said this to Chris so many times, he's he's like, I know already, but why can't we have, like, two issue, one issue, three issue? You know what I mean? Like, yep. just make sure it lands. Doesn't have to be six, yeah. What? You know, this this uh, this belief that the reader at the bookstore is going to be, like, blown away if they they have to, like, go to a new story. Oh, my God, in the middle. Of the, I mm-hmm. think I think they can handle it. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if they're interested in reading a comic and they know how to buy a comic, they're probably smart enough to follow they probably multiple under, stories. They probably yeah. understand that what they're reading was once published a serialized, in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's a serialized comic. Uh, frankly, I think they might even find more value in it personally, but... Well, sure, because if the first story ain't to your liking, or, or if you find it disappointing or whatever, and you go into another one that might be better. You it's... might have a couple more, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you have that one single issue there where it's maybe a quiet issue where you can actually learn who these damn characters are, it might be a decent thing. I, I think about, huge. like, back, you know, in the 90s and the 80s before that, if a character died, the world kind of stopped, and, like, there was a funeral, you know? Yeah. You'd have that funeral issue. You'd have a quiet issue with everyone in memorial or whatever. In and when this writing for the trade thing kind of started, havoc. Uh, Cyclops's brother died. Uh-huh. Cyclops doesn't address this for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your brother's dead. He's like, <laughs> he I'm busy, man. It. I'm busy. <laughs> nobody addresses it because it happened in X Factor that nobody was reading because it was Howard Mackey's little thing. Yeah, but uh. Nobody mentioned it for years. That he, they didn't mention he was dead until he was coming back. Oh my God! It's like what? It, what is going on here? Because the stories are so expanded, and it's it's there's no breathing room now. You have no room for an issue like that anymore. Well, exactly, because well, everything has to be collected, so you don't get those one-off mm-hmm. quiet issues. Yeah, and and I suspect that publishers think those those one-off those those payoff issues. I would call them usually after a hmm. big event, after a big like you know. Clash of some kind. Uh, sure. That I, I, my impression is that they probably don't think they play well in the collections because it's like they're not getting nonstop punch them up action. I sure. say give give people a little more credit in this world, would you? You know what I mean? Uh, it, a lot of a lot of a lot of what we see coming out of the big two is them telling us what we like. That's it. That's listen, it. listen to what people like for once. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even saying we're not even saying to stop your trade collection program because that's a pipe dream. That's not happening. Okay, <laughs> believe me, no one, no one is is living in a fantasy that you're going to stop, uh, you know, catering to bookstores. But you can make the single issues reasonable too. Um, I want to do. Chris dug this amazing. Uh, notable quotable stuff at the end right here So we want to read this off here uh, June 27, 2011 It was reported around the comics internet That DC Comics publisher Dan DiDio Had taken inventory of the direction Of the comics industry as a whole At the very same time DC was clearing the deck for that new 52 reboot That was just a couple of months away Really, right? Three months yep. or two months mm-hmm. um, So at a New York retailer Roadshow, the following was reported DC had taken a look at the comics industry as a whole and felt that the industry needed a shot in the arm. They felt that the stories had gotten stale and too talky. Dan recounted a book he had read recently from another publisher that had 15 pages of nine panels of exposition. This was Avengers Volume 4 or 5 or 6. 
number 14, one of those uh, Avengers. Fear itself one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he felt comics used to be able to do stories that movies couldn't. And lately, comic book movies have been doing comics better than comics have. Dan felt that DC needed to work harder across the board to improve the product. Mm, and this is the same fellow who employs Tom King, right? Yes, that's very okay, correct. Okay, yep. Okay. Just wondering there. I guess. Uh, I guess a decade will uh, change your. Uh, it changed his mind now. Things have changed. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, also, this is quoted here as saying, "Another change DC is making is that they won't be quote writing for the trade anymore. Uh, writers have been told to write the story they want to write and not worry about trade collecting. If they can tell a well-paced story in four issues, they've been told." Here we go. Not to pad it to make it six issues. Editorial can worry about how it's going to be collected. Going forward, books will be trade collected depending on how a story fits. If a book has a four-issue arc followed by a three-issue arc, the trade will collect both. If it's two four-issue arcs or three two-issue arcs, those will get collected. Right. Uh, and that was total, uh, you know, excuse my friend's bullshit. It ended up being yeah, 100%. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, never happened. Not, didn't happen with any book uh, that I can think of. There were some books that ended up running so short that they did have seven issue collections, but that, <laughs> but that wasn't because of the uh, had the arc. Those were supposed to be two sixes. Yeah, they were, they were hoping to get two <laughs> yeah. volumes out of that. That never happened. Um, I mean, this, this is just, it's just a total bold-faced lie. And it is. Uh, although it's interesting seeing this in, in knowing uh, New 52 is coming, and they definitely, you know, I think they use the term widescreen action, you know. Yeah. They, they definitely tried to simulate, especially those early layouts, some of that mm-hmm. movie stuff. and uh, that, that let Jim Lee draw less panels. It doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I mean, this, this is us. We're definitely romancing the hell out of comics. That's kind of what we do over here at the, uh, that's, that's why we do what we do. But to me, you want to talk about, you know, what comics can do that movies can't. Well, comics can tell a story in a way that movies can't and that prose can't in the way that we just described that panel. You know, that's the, the lang- yeah. that's the language of comics. That's what doesn't work on screen and doesn't work, you know, in the same way. You, you wouldn't tell that scene the same way because it, the, the language isn't there. When you realize that that's the foundation of the language, it's not words and pictures, it's Panels, panels, and gutters. You know, mm-hmm. um, I th- of course, I always think about, and this is obviously the most highfalutin one, but that uh, opening of the second volume of Mouse, where Art Spiegelman's addressing you f- with wearing a mouse mask. Yes, you know <clears throat> that whole scene could not be done in a movie. That that nope. it, it wouldn't make any sense. You would you would have to do a whole different type of exposition to make that work. In a comic, it's a visual shorthand that works immediately, and that's. The part that that they should be putting forward, not the we can remove limbs. We every you know <laughs> guarantee yeah. every issue a character loses a limb. That was like that was the beginning of the new fifty two. It was like wow. Well, nobody, yeah, because that was that was something they said. Anymore. <laughs> that was something they said where it's like we're going to kill a significant character every four months. Yeah. What the hell is this? Who, who asked for that? I, there were so many things. Like also, also, we're going to have fifty-two issues a month every month. Why? Who asked for that? Exactly. No one, no one wants that. Like the retailers, the, the buyers were like, no. It's you know, too we much. Have, we have to find space for this shit. Oh. Uh, yeah. That. That whole thing was nonsense. You know, I mean, listen, someday, right, Chris, if we if we mm. live long enough, we will do some sort of an episode or retrospective on the new 52. Yes. Uh, we have plenty of thoughts about it. Uh, but, you know, I think we need to still, we still need distance. We still need 
you know, a closure on that. But I I will say, no one and no one can deny it sure did spike those numbers, boy. You know what I mean? The interest garnered. That was uh, a good couple months. Yeah, it really was. I'd say two to three <laughs> months. And for some of the comics, they had like a uh, six-digit hangover that lasted about a year. Even Batman yep. and a couple of them. But uh, so it it worked for that. But you know, I I, I get the impression oh. that they're just barking up the wrong tree. I'm so go ahead, Chris. I, I, mean, I was gonna say when all all of the. Uh... Six months after the New 52 started, they all had volume ones. Every single book had a yep. volume one with six issues in it. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, and just thinking about DiDio saying this at a New York roadshow, I'm sure there were Marvel representatives there. Mm-hmm. Like, when he says, we're not going to write for the trade anymore, we're not going to pad our stories. It's like... I, I gotta wonder how betrayed some of them felt. It's like, wait, no, no, only we can say yeah, that. Don't admit that in <laughs> don't, public. Don't say we that out loud. We weren't supposed to reveal that. Yeah, no, I know. I was thinking that too. Like, uh, that that's supposed to be a trade secret, buddy. But <clears throat> anybody reading comics, it's it's so stupidly obvious. I mean, he, and it's hundred yeah. uh, percent true of Marvel. Also, I mean, it's so true now of the indies that they're kind of making a thing out of it. You know, you get your six issues, and then you got to wait. And they go on break. They go on a break and they come back, and and it's it's so, it seems to work for them at least for some of the titles. But they're all they're making they're light. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That I mean, they're a whole other issue. And frankly, whatever they got to do to stay solvent, I say solvent. do it. And uh, whatever, but however it works. But I mean, they're owning up to the fact that yeah, these these are all a part of the trade, and that's a part of a huge part of our sales. Um, I just wish it didn't just murder just more things that killed a single issue and. Uh, it just gets more. It gets more and more to a point where I'm. I just reading a single issue. I feel like I've been taken for a ride. Because it makes me wonder, like, what what do the story outlines look like now? Like, uh, it's like a whole different paradigm now. Because like we just had, we have Heroes in Crisis going on now. That was solicited as, was it seven parts initially? Um, no, six or eight. Oh, si- okay, six, and now we're six, up to. And what, they added three. Now we're up to seven. Oh, we're up to nine. Yeah, nine. They was, oh, it it so, might have been seven. They added two or six. They added three. I can't. Remember. One of those. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, how? Yeah, I know. How? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, do, do, and then like, I'm looking at like Doomsday Clock. That's solicited as a twelve story arc. Is there twelve issues of story there? I, like know. how how do we how do we judge these maxi series as having this much story to fill it? I mean, we 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 just finished uh, Mr. Miracle not too long ago, and like the second and third issue consisted of Scott turning his head. Yeah, oh, it's man, like, that, what, that one what was are we doing? so decompressed it was ridiculous. I mean, pretty much we had the same issue four in a row with that stupid thing. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's, that's not even getting to the fact that uh, you know Mitch Jareds and his copy paste skills are quite good. That's not even the issue here. That's, that's <laughs> that we could call that an artistic uh, you know choice or whatever. But yes. story wise, <laughs> the uh, the thing was just. Obviously, clearly padded out way beyond. I think I might have read something that they wanted to do six, and and DC said twelve. I might I might be wrong about that. Because uh, yeah, I see that filling six time. issues, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it was all right, but yeah, for twelve, it's too much. And then you got to think about the dollar cost of this too. This is not for insignificant. Sure. You know what I mean? This 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 pads out. Comics at one time were a kick. You know what I mean? Kind of a fun little a little bag to have, a little hobby on the side, and now it's like, oh, yeah. uh, buys do I feel like eating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? How hungry am I today? So it's, you know, it, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing in comics is this writing for the trade. I really wish they would stop doing it. Uh, I, I don't care they lie about it. We know you're doing it. 
Yeah. Just yeah. stop doing it. Dan already broke the news. He we broke know. the news to us. We can tell. Yeah. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. Uh, this was this was before Wade was on Doctor Strange. It was uh, who, the, who, who were those guys in Marvel? Jason Aaron Jason and uh, Aaron. Chris Bartolo. That's, that's exactly yeah. who it was. I'm, you got it. So uh, and it was so I'm you know I'm a big Doctor Strange fan. Sure. And uh, it wasn't a horrible story. What happened was I can't remember exactly. Whatever it was, Doctor Strange lost his powers over six issues, and then guess how many issues it took to get them back? Exactly six (laughs) issues. And he had to get three MacGuffins to do it. And I was just like, wow, like, was this, this story is two issues. It's two issues. It's I lost my powers, I got them back. Maybe three. Maybe we could have one where it's him, like, dealing in in the world powerless. Oh, Lord. Twelve issues of him losing and then regaining his powers. And I was, I was like, boy. And in some ways it makes me feel like being a comics writer, boy, what a... What a honey job what a that cherry is these gig. days, yeah. boy. Come up with one idea, one idea a decade, you're good. I've been uh, reading some of the uh, Justice League, Justice Society team-ups, and all those stories are, are basically the same. Like They they cross over. Yeah. The machine that they use to cross over is broken. Bro- it breaks. breaks, and they, they got to find yeah. the uh, thing. And then yeah. they got to find three things to get back. And it's in one issue. Yeah, I know. It's all we one get a issue. Ch- we get a chapter of like Batman and uh, Batman and Our Man going to do something. Then we have a chapter of Superman and Green uh, Alan Scott doing something, and it's all done in one. And and today, God, that would be that would be a year. It's easily. It's, it's crazy, man. It really is. You know. Um, yeah, I, I I hate to restrict the language. You know, I think sometimes expansive. Comic storytelling can be great. I think of some manga or even even American comics. Hmm. But uh, when you have twenty pages, and when you're trying to crank them every month, like don't rip us off, dude. You know what I mean? Just stop ripping what, people off. What was it? We we just read um, uh, books of magic. Yes. Uh, for the uh, Sandman universe, yeah. and it was issue three, and it, it was an issue of of nothing. It was, it was literally in, almost like yeah. all the characters sat. Added, they sat added, in an auditorium. And yeah. it just let let an issue pass. Like, nothing happened. It was like, wow. Uh, yeah. And, and that's a book we're enjoying, you know. But, sure. Uh, we are enjoying it, but it was like, this This was a but non But the padding is real. Yeah. And it really is. It's it's really annoying. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here saying what publishers should do on a, first of all, a patron-only show, so no publishers would hear this. And not like any publishers <laughs> would be listening to us anyway, but no, I wish... I wish that there was some... Uh, because... I don't think there's any comics fan that wants to do something that's going to hurt comics. You know what I mean? No, certainly um, not. And I, I don't think any reasonable comics fan thinks that the era of trade collecting is going to end. Uh, no, it doesn't need to. It doesn't need and, to either. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, you can make the single issues better. I'm even just saying, like, if they, like, when, when I review comics for the Weird Science site, sure. If, if I get a three issue arc. I'm dancing. I'm like, wow, okay. what a what a great day. <laughs> That's what we had with uh, with Mother Panic. That's uh, right. The first run. It was three issue arcs, and it was you had the you had the introduction, the rising action, and the climax. Boom, done. And then Perfect. and then in the last arc of that first volume, they kind of it was kind of a you know remember all the stuff we did. It was that was mm-hmm. a really well done uh, formulaically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as far as like writing formula, that was a really good one. I think you know like it was. yes, like snapped along. Character grew and developed, and there were a lot of things we didn't like, but as far as the fundamentals of comic storytelling, we really did like that one. Yeah, because uh, we could read a year's worth. Uh, like, there were uh, 
the rise and fall of the Shi'ar Empire was an uncanny X-Men run. Ed Brubaker came on. Yeah. It was a year-long story. And, and in a year, like three days passed. <laughs> it's just like uh, wow. <laughs> you gotta know every minute. It was like it was like watching twenty four, right? You got every minute accounted for. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. we don't need that. We don't actually no, need that. Sure you know, don't. I think I think people saw those old splash pages by uh, Stan and Jack of like, or of Jack by Jack of like the thing on a couch reading, hmm. and they were like, "Oh, that's fine. Now we can do that now from now on." It was like, "No, no, he earned that." He had to earn that by drawing like twelve splash pages of like somebody getting their face knocked in, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that splash page was followed by twenty-two pages of nine. Exactly, battles. yeah, but nine battles, <laughs> you know, uh, alien invasions, fleets coming in and stuff. Oh. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that really is it. It's like so much this yappity yap and talking, the yeah. dragging things out, and uh, it's it's depressing, uh, especially at three and four bucks a clip. Oh, four and five, yeah. Uh, four and five, that's true. I mean, actually, we still haven't left three dollar realm yet, totally. But it's it's imminent. It's uh, moments yeah. away, if not. Except what the new age of heroes are still three bucks. They're still they're and still three Titans bucks. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even I'm not even counting those little kid books. But yeah, I think there's the the new age of heroes, and I think that's it for DC. Nothing for I Marvel. So. No, oh, no, it hasn't um, been for Marvel in a long, long time. Yeah, Marvel's been sitting on that four dollar for a long time, and they're they're already. Poking up into five dollars on a lot of them, and it's to their peril. I and you know, in some ways, I really feel for comics retailers. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. comics retail is a funny business. We sometime we got to maybe do a comics talk off the cuff about it because it's kind of a hard thing to talk about historically. But it's something that started in such earnest. And then mm-hmm. attracted so many horrible scumbags <laughs> who then got their comeuppance, and then it kind of was left with people that really had to become business, you know, people after that, you know what I mean? Like sure. uh, diversify into Magic the Gathering and other things and get out of their comfort zone where comics are concerned, even like, you know, uh, learn about other other things. So, you know, they, like, they you get know, beaten up. Yeah, because like if, if you know that it's a six-issue arc and you know that if you buy issue four of whatever book is going to just be nothing, yeah. You're, you're gonna you're gonna wait for the trade, but are you gonna go to the comic shop to buy the trade at full price, or are you gonna go on Amazon and buy it at fifty to sixty percent off? Hey, that is a hundred percent right. It's oh, I really? Mean, it's it's twenty it's twenty percent off to start, definite. Yeah. and then it could be you know you're right fifty could be uh, could be sometimes the discounts are crazy if you pre-order it way sure. ahead of Even time. Like so. DCBS, you get you, sure. you get uh, most trades come out at fifty percent off initially yeah. at least. In stock does the same thing. Yeah, uh, we are not sponsored by either of them, but we just know that <laughs> we wouldn't mind being. We wouldn't mind if they, if they if they want to <laughs> want to be our patron and hear this episode. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean that that's 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 one hundred percent right. Why would you even bother? Especially when you're you know part of the thing about reading single issues is the week to week staying on top of it, talking about it with your friends. If you're not doing that, then why would you even bother that's going to the store at all? Just just give it to me when it's out. Yeah, unless we tie back into our last episode where you're just obsessive. That's the other side, exactly. <laughs> you're right. No, that's right. So it 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 draws those people in to just like slip them in, but then it also turns a lot of people, you know, the casual readers, the people that you want to 
The ones that we're covered, the looking to right. get in. The mystical, yeah. the, new, the new reader I always, that they always <laughs> talk about. This person that is new, brand new to comics. They've never seen such a thing. Wandered into a store you know, on accident. I picture a guy coming coming off the steamship just like, Hello, I am from country not having comics. You know, like, oh, what is this? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Like, what is I not? I am seeing words and picture in same place. <laughs> Oh boy, it's uh yeah. So that's it. So that that's our cheerful comics talk. I think that's what we're <laughs> from here. Uh, once again, although again, this this is sort of ties into the last episode. So yeah. uh, we wanted to definitely talk about these two in a row. Uh, do sure. you have any other uh, insights or or tales from the uh, six issue? Uh, not really. Just it's just it'll just be a lot of repetitive, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The when Jemis and Casada took over, you know, they weren't even they weren't even messing around. You'd have it on the cover. the The title of the story would be there. It'd be like Captain America: Ice Part One of Six, right there on the cover. Right, it's right. Like, of course. So there's not a no surprise, no uh, no hopes that maybe with the fourth issue it's gonna be over. It's just nope. Right out the gate, this is a six issue. Which uh, actually, I I appreciate that more than doing a mini and not saying anything. Pretending well, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking yet. during the during a during a uh, an ongoing. Oh, okay. They, they would put the story oh, like like the they arc, did with the Rebirth. Arc, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, yes, yes. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I know. It's right there in your face. It's like you're in for the long haul, sucker. Uh, yeah. And that, that that right there almost might might make someone make pause and be like. So basically, they're telling me that this is going to cost me thirty dollars, and it's going to take a half a year. Do I want to spend? If you know, if I'm lucky, it's going to be yeah. half a year. Am uh, I still going to care in July? Yeah. <laughs> really, that's the thing. I'm going through puberty. <laughs> uh, girls are getting sexier every day. Do I care about this? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's uh, that. That really is the reality. I, I have one question for you, Chris. This is a hmm. much more avid uh, collector and the comic box uh, arranger. Sure has. Uh, the arc has this affected the way you arrange your comics? Will you only end at a box on an arc and begin a box on an arc? Is what I'm asking. Uh, either either an arc or a uh, a round number, or like a okay. uh, like a, 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 a quantity of twenty five. You know, like a twenty five, fifty, seventy five, or hundred. Okay. Uh, I'll do it. At, I'll split an arc up that way if it if I can get it to like number you know six seventy five right <laughs> on there. But, uh, I mean, with the way these books are written, you don't need to read them more than once. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, am I going to want to read, you know, The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire again? No. Maybe. No. I, we might have an episode coming up soon. We don't <laughs> we have to dust that baby off, you know. But, yeah, I know. That's the that's the, uh, that's the, the, the other side of the old collecting gambit. You know how it goes. It's true. But, anyway, true. That's, uh, that's for you to think about this year going forward, Chris, I think. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we got to, for this right now. Um, I don't think we got to do a usual. I don't know what the hell our wrap-up is for this anymore. We don't really have a yeah, we'll typical one. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, everyone, for your support. Absolutely. We hope that you're enjoying these episodes. If you have any topics you want us to cover, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, Certainly. We, we have cheerier ones. The next one's going to be a little cheerier. Fun, the next one's going to be a lighter one, uh, yes. You know, the sides I'll of comics. That we enjoy, not just uh, us complaining and, and kvetching about him. Doom and gloom, uh, yeah. But this really is like what we, this is often how we begin our recording sessions. It's just like pissing and moaning about comics. <laughs> we, we limber up the vocal cords as That well. really is it. Then we got to get in and be like, hey, everybody, now we're very happy. <laughs> but that's, that's the, what it is. That's the gig. It's showbiz, baby. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, what you see, what you get. Um, yeah, so of course, you know how to get to us. Patreon is a fine place to post. You can also write sure. to us at weirdcomicshistory at Gmail or, you know, our Twitters, however you like it. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see, what you want to do on this. And uh, like I say, we have another episode of Comics Talk later this month. And of course, Comics Talk After Dark, which I'm going to signal to Chris, is might be our second choice. It might be. <laughs> we might be switching over to our second choice for that. But that was a a inside a little inside baseball for the Patriots wink, right wink. there. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support so much, everybody. And uh, we'll be talking at you soon enough. Yep. Thanks, and see ya. Just can't